Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIT Podcast. Today, I'm here with Kenny Chong, and uh, I am Brian Charlesworth, the founder of Sisu and your host of the show. And really excited to be here with Kenny today. I've watched Kenny uh, just scale his business massively over the last four years since uh, Sisu's been around. And it's it's been fun to see Kenny. So congratulations on all of your success. First of all, Kenny has a team called Fast Real Estate. So so anything with fast is Kenny. So we'll talk about that in a minute and uh, talk about how he how he got that. But Kenny is in Oakland. He's been the number one team in Oakland many years there. And he came into real estate straight out of college. And he's always been known for leveraging his technology and tools and really just scaling fast. Kenny, how many agents do you have now? Uh, we're folding around locally on our team, like actual team members. I think we're around like 274 right now. Okay. So 274 agents on a team. I don't think very many of you have ever heard of 274 agents being on a team before. So it's massive. Um, So we're going to dive in today and learn how Kenny's done that and how he continues to grow and what his vision is of the future. Kenny, is there anything you want to share just further about that? Or maybe you could give us a little background on when you got out of college, just a high level of Got out of college, uh, took six estate. years to get out of college. So not, I mean, I think I'm pretty smart, but maybe not a book smart person. Four years community college, no, maybe three years community college and then three years at um, state college at Hayward, but then kind of became University of East Bay. There's a commuter school, didn't really make many friends there, um, mostly traveling, but graduated with a business degree and a marketing degree. Uh, so it fit pretty nicely what I guess what I'm doing now because the product I'm selling in business and marketing is myself or my sales team. Did that, I think I was like 24 when I got out, so maybe 2006, 2008-ish. But then I got into real estate about 12 years ago, I think. Okay. So it's interesting, you know, I think real estate used to be viewed as you get into real estate, you're a salesperson. And now, still true for a lot of people, but a lot of people get into real estate to build a business. And obviously, that's what you did. And it's a, it's a totally different approach coming in to build a business versus coming in to sell some real estate. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, people, and, and, and still holds true to say, but people kind of want to get into real estate sales to, you know, build relationships. And I mean, you got to remember like 12 years ago, there wasn't really any technology like Trulia and Zillow and Refit just came out maybe that year. There wasn't even a CRM for real estate. There was, I, there was barely any tools you can use. So it was really you know, face-to-face, phone-to-phone, you, you call people, you meet with people, you network to, to really build it, to sell real estate, which essentially is the business, but you, it's hard to build that type of business because there wasn't really many systems and other than, you know, just getting in front of people, unless you were doing REOs, which is a whole different ballgame. Um, right. Cool. So you started, when you first started in real estate, you actually, my understanding is you personally sold a lot of homes. Is that true? 
Yeah, I um, took me over about a year to make my first sale. So I kind of blanked it out my uh, like that on my mind. I made about, it was a $60,000 sale. I literally sold, like showed that guy like over 70 homes. He finally made an offer, a couple offers, low ball, everything. And then we sold them the home, didn't want to do inspections and found some stuff later, but that was weird how the market was back then. Uh, but when I finally did sell real estate, I ended up doing about nine transactions my first two months. I started in March that year. If I didn't count that small August sale, which I almost quit real estate because of the sale. But from March to end of the year, I ended up selling about 24 homes. The next year, sold 25 homes. After that, I, did, I think I did about like 49 or 52 homes. And then I quickly became the number one, actually to this day, at least last week I checked, I became the number one agent in Oakland for a buyer's represented um, that year and the next three or four years. Going back 12 years, I'm actually, I still hold that title to this day, only up ahead by maybe four or five sales in Oakland. It's funny because I actually... The MLS says I've only sold one house in Oakland to a buyer in two years. So I haven't sold it in two years. I'm still ahead by just a little bit, but I'll lose that title pretty soon. <laughs> All right. So how did you come up with fast? Because if you showed however many homes to this first uh, person and sold one home your first year, you didn't start out so fast. But now, you know, I, whenever I think of you, I actually think of you as Kenny Fast. You know, so it's fast. It's fa- team fast. It's fast agent. It's fast real estate. How, how did you come up with this and how did you get to move so fast? Cause you really um, do. It. I mean, hashtags were starting, starting to become a thing. Like the first I signed up for Instagram when it wasn't even on the iPhone. Uh, so that's kind of important. Cause I had a um, HTC Thunderbolt. That was an Android. I flipped between Android and iPhone my first five years, I think just for fun. But so hashtags weren't a thing. Twitter just came out. Couldn't even use hashtags on Facebook or Instagram. As I was posting photos online, I started tagging at fast agent and I had, an M, I bought an M5. I dropped my old cards. I've always had, I've had sports cars like Supra and uh, WRX and stuff. Uh, but I had a, a license plate that said F5TAGMT, Fast Agent. And then I was like, hey, what if I started using this as like a branding thing? So starting that, tagging everything I had. At the same time on Instagram, also tagging food pictures. If you go look up hashtag Fat Agent, um, there's literally hundreds of pictures of uh, really poor pic- quality pictures because this is 10 years ago um, of, of food. Uh, but then I started doing email newsletter campaign and different marketing. And I kind of just built up the fast agent brand. So I've been doing this fast agent brand for over, yeah, over a decade now. I think it started in my third year in business. Oh, well, let me ask you, how many followers do you have on social? Let's just sit um, in Instagram as an example. Instagram is my main one, about 12,200, I think. And on Facebook, I think I have 4,900, but I haven't used Facebook in probably like three or four years, like actually use, use it. Yeah. Yeah. But I have almost 5,000 followers on that. Okay. So the one thing I've noticed about you and I'm one of your followers, so thank you. (laughs) The, the, The one thing I've noticed about you is your story is usually like some people, most people usually, and I'm one of those has one, one or two or three things on their story. Your story has like 30 things on it. So yeah, like that's a, it's a big part of what you do. And I think, obviously I think people, I know I do. I, I personally watch people's stories more than I scroll down. Right. I mean, cause video is more interesting, right? Yeah. So t- talk to us about that and how you started doing that. I started doing stories when it came out, people on Snapchat, I've never really been a big Snapchat fan. My friends were on it. And when I first, first hopped on Instagram stories, they're like, why are you on it? We're all over here. I was like, well, you can't really pick up, you, you can't pick up followers on Snapchat because all your friend. Uh, but been developing that, my, I've been, my stories are pretty raw. I like it because wall posts are more edited and created. It's just, and 
I don't really care for likes and that this is actually not my opinion, but this is direction of the, the industry. And funny enough, just a couple of days ago, Instagram changed their, on the stories, instead of saying how many people watch your story, they changed it to the word activity. They actually want people to stop caring about how many people watch your story. And then I think half a year or a year ago in Brazil and some markets, Instagram or super influencers, they actually got rid of how many likes they had, the number of likes. So people really care for engagement. I've always built my business like that. So if you look at my wall, you're wondering like how I do what I do. Cause there's nothing on there. There's nothing I probably posted twice in the last year. Like, like I don't get it. Why would Kenny be a social influencer on Instagram? But it's cause I post 30, 50 times a day on stories and a hundred times if I'm at a mastermind and I, I really go behind the scenes on, you know, how, how do I build my business? Currently I'm the last year I was the number two agent at ESP for sales volume. Second to my, one of my mentors, Daniel Bear. But in fact, actually, I think we, I forgot that was for GCI. So in fact, I, I think we, actually still number two GCI because Veronica figured it's 700 million. But last year, my team sold 673.9 million. So I get to show like the behind the scenes of how we're running our businesses this week. You know, we're recruiting pretty heavily. We brought on over 50 sales agents to our team this year. And when people leave, you know, I'm, I don't know who else is posting this. I haven't seen it. I leave, I post what, what that, I don't disclose their name, but I post what they, what, what they sold. And, you know, but I also talked about, you know, how you have to hire to new talent, how we're hiring, why it's important to increase your subculture, the company and things we're doing last year, like transparently the stuff we see on Instagram, we lost over $105 million of production, but not many people would be open to sharing that being business vulnerability. It's not, it's not I don't care, but this year we actually recruited over a hundred million dollars in agent production, just between six or seven agents. And I talked about how we're interviewing these agents that's a 30 mile producer, this and this, and this is what we're offering them. This is what they're asking for. This is how we can support them. So you're not going to get that transparency from anywhere else on Instagram stories. You, you would and can come to these podcasts, but you don't know what you're going to expect, right? You have to listen 10 minutes into this, even hear what I just said. So on stories, day to day, people get to kind of see how we run the operations and stuff what projects we're working on this morning. Like the screenshots of a Hayward office, um, we have four retail spaces. We're opening up an office in Hayward. It kind of freaked me out. And I thought construction costs would be one fifty. The construction costs would be two hundred eighty-three thousand. So I posted it online. Like this is what it will actually cost to build out an office, and this is what we're working on and such. So you're not going to get the behind the scenes of actually true operator on Instagram walls or any type of social media, except that quick snapshot. So people who want to see it have to follow pretty, not addictively, but pretty consistently to even get mm-hmm. that. Because twenty-four hours, that story is gone. Like I'm not. I might share it again in the future, but today was the only time I'll share that cost because I found out that cost at the same time that my audience is finding out. So it's, it's like an actual reality show because you're not you know, planning ahead and making something cool or hit that you know would get engagement. This is, this is life. This is what's happening. And this is what we're doing. Yeah. So it's, it's current relevant information, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you like, how did you decide to start doing that? Because, and maybe back up a little bit, like, when did you decide that you wanted to build a business instead of sell real estate? Um, I mean, when I first started, so I worked, it was good. I started kind of at a small broker shop, uh, Michael James Real Estate. They only had six agents before the market crashed. My broker had well over, I think, 200 agents in his office, but then it went out to six. So it was starting from scratch. And then I saw how he was running a true business. He was doing uh, flips. Uh, a lot of acquisitions, buying REOs, selling. He, I think uh, my broker was the number one agent in at least in my immediate area, selling over 100 homes a year. So I, I saw 
like lead gen and prospecting and flow. Because, you know, when you work with a bank, people submit something, you get something, you wait to hear back and so on, right? It's, it's a workflow. Um, yeah. So I took a lot of his listings. I posted and I manually put them, posted them on Trulia and Zillow. Because there's no syndication between the MLS. I posted them and I blogged about it. And then I went to Craigslist and um, created these ads. And, went, and that was the first agent in my market to have an IDX site. Because I saw someone in San Diego have it. So this is how... Far technology is behind. There's no IDX sites. I was the first yeah. person I knew in my home market that IDX. So, so when you're doing stuff like that, you're not really thinking about people. Yes, Rose, you're selling, you know, you're meeting people and stuff, but I was like, how do I get leads? How do I put them in the system? How do I funnel them to the next stage? And how do I close this person? And how do I repeat that over and over? So I think as, as soon as I really got into real estate, I kind of built the business well for me. And before that, I, I picked up a, I got a computer in fifth grade. Windows like 14.4K modem, Windows 95 just came out that year. So I started building computers in middle school and I spent most of my time in computer shows and building websites, um, you know, Angel Fire, GeoCity, and I had a cool Zanga blog, Zanga, MySpace. This was actually like the true social media, right? Before there was pictures. So yeah. I've, I've been doing all of that. And then when I got real estate, I kind of combined all the things I knew and have done, you know, and kind of turn like, turn technology and processes into real estate versus now people are trying to turn their real estate businesses into a business and systems. Yeah. So Inman uh, gave you most innovative agent of the year for your marketing and systems. So like, how, how did that happen? Because there aren't a lot of agents getting recognized by Inman. Um, I mean, lots of it. So I, I did like, Without dying too deep, like I did unique things no other agents were doing, like my email campaigns with Fast Agent. Uh, every week took a pop culture topic, whether it's Coca-Cola or or a movie with The Rock or Playboy or, I don't know, Zigzag Man, whatever it was. I just changed it to, to a Fast Agent branding. No copyright infringement, never had trouble for it, but that's what it looked like. Uh, I actually did a couple hundred newsletters every single week, took me six or seven hours theme for that. And then in the streets of Oakland, I had about hundred bench ads. I started with 10. Uh, that's just a fast agent on and nothing else. And then my Facebook, I took a lot of, I did a lot of Facebook advertising, pushing to zip codes and new content, promoting loans stuff. So and then the newsletters were posted on like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. So combining all of that into a system. And then what, before there wasn't any, there wasn't really APIs and stuff. So like hacking together, you know, Zapier where the leads were coming from Zillow and get, get added to MailChimp and I get, I get added to Real Scout and watch my newsletter and I get my ads with the same database on Facebook. None of this is revolutionary now, but I was one of the first people to kind of do all that to mind, you know, visual marketing and appeal with some actual, you know, marketing in the streets where, where people have not seen that before and combining with online. So I want to work for kind of mishmashing all that fun stuff together. Okay. So Kenny, moving over, you're an attractor. You have 270 agents. You have people, you know, you have an ops team, you have leadership team, you have Elias setting up your sales team. So you've actually built a true business. And so like, what have you done to attract all these agents? And also what have you done to attract your team that's actually there to support you and let you go be Kenny fast, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, number one, just be being very, so my, I mean, I didn't do it by myself. I'm, I'm, I've attracted over 95, almost hundred people to EXP. So, which, and then most, a lot of my, half of our, my team, um, but very me, as I said earlier, being very visible on social media in the stories, uh, but my team, 
is constantly creating content. So we're the most visible team on social. I think we're the most visible team in the nation for social media. If you go to the hashtag team fast, you can take a look or go to my, uh, at Kenny underscore fast and see what I'm tagged in. So helping our agents create really cool content has been really attractive to team members. And as we've evolved and we've evolved very quickly because we came to ESP with 10 team members two years ago, um, two years and one month. And now we're, you know, where we are now, early on pandemic, when everything was in shelter in place, you know, the market was frozen. Um, did about 70 webinars. Uh, I personally hosted about half of them and I constantly was tagging like the top 1% of agents in my marketplace and 20 people will hop on a zoom call. And then I would tag them on Facebook and get everyone to see my page. And then every week, uh, like the star Valley and Inman. So I had like three tech tools today. We're going to go an hour over this and people will come promote or you know, motivation and hustle or top 1% Alameda County, top 1% this or broker owners or top team rich leaders. So I'm constantly bringing that really got me on the map early on, but later it's, it's adding resources. Now, currently today, my, our biggest value add and why we're attracting top, top, top talent over $20 million and plus all the time is we build out a really big junior leadership team and resources. Like example, we have four ISAs. They work for free for our agents and they want them to call our database. We have an in-house videographer we hired a week, a month ago. We have a senior market manager creating really cool content. Our, like one of the best internal newsletters we've seen, like we've been five weeks in now building really cool content. We're doing stuff like last couple weeks ago, we did a photo shoot on Valentine's Day on the pink backdrop, people holding a flower. It was super cute. It had huge engagement for our teams for free. And then now we're doing it for St. Patrick's, holding events here at the office. We have four really great retail office spaces right now. We're working for more. So we're in a nine dollars square feet warehouse right now. It looks completely tricked out. Kind of like your, your was it Sisu? That corgi space you have, I saw some glimpse. Like, this is raw concrete and brick and wood. So it's really cool in there. Uh, we've held things like Tom Ferry's Success Summit here, where 80 agents showed up. We had the Elite Retreat here. We do uh, top producers' dinner, recognizing our top six agents, and they bring a guest. Uh, we do Hustler's Lunch. We had one two days ago where we talk, where we pick our top uh, four people from all four categories that we choose from that have made the most calls. Appointments, hours working in, in your business, we're working on your business from the CISO staff. We take them out for lunch. Uh, and then we just, we're right now, there's like 30 people outside right now doing foundation work class. So we're constantly had, last week we did bar camp. We did a bar bar camp where it was, um, we had the timer on the screen and we had Squid Games music in the background. It came in a jumpsuit. We had Korean food and Korean beer afterwards. So just making it a very fun place to be is why we've been able to attract a lot of talent and coaching calls a couple of times a week, um, team meetings, and just really building up that resource, our, our resource. So we're doing something no other team has done in our area is when you go all these masterminds and you learn, okay, this company does this, this company does this, they have this. Well, a top producer earning three, four, five hundred grand a year can't do that and that and that and that. And then if they do want to do that and that, they have to hire someone to figure it out and then train them, which is a thing away from production. So what I've done essentially in this company is I'm out of production. I'll do like one, two deals a month tops. Like I really try not to do any transactions. Uh, but I go to these masterminds. I see a great idea. I, I implement to our company. Now our team members, whether they're new or experienced, they have all the resources that a, a top mega team leader has, which is impossible to get because, you know, for some of the copy and replicate our systems would, would literally cost them millions and millions of dollars because that's what we spent building this out in the last few years. Yeah. So I love it because you go to masterminds. A lot of people go to masterminds and come back and don't implement we implement while we're there. Like it's screenshot, screenshots, admin team added to the Monday project board. So we, we have, I mean, we usually have like 15, 20 projects right now. Like working with you guys, 
we were onboarding, we onboarded 50 agents this year. You can imagine how much of a shit show that could be. So we were onboarding with a spreadsheet for the longest. And a year and a half ago, we started using Asana, which has been good. But now we're using Sisu where we break it into five parts and we're doing stages. We're in lots and things. And now we literally started onboarding a couple weeks ago. And then we moved our entire uh, roster of our agents. You can actually go join Team Fast Asylum, check it out. We moved that over to Monday this week. So we're constantly like, you know, looking for bigger and better systems to move to, to kind of increase the flow. Because to onboard, you know, back then it was a really big deal to onboard five agents a month. Because, I mean, who's yeah. adding five agents to your team, right? That's pretty good. Well, we added 35 in January. And I think we added like 25 or something. I don't even know. Uh, but we're just constantly flowing people in and getting them set up. So that, that's some of the stuff we're doing. And that's why we're able to track it. We don't, <clears throat> we're really strong on the visual attraction, getting people hyped up. We have community, which many companies don't really focus on yet. Culture is great. Culture looks sexy, hair by the vibe. The community a lot, has a lot to do with like in-person events. People, like I went snowboarding randomly within a couple of hours. And I was like, hey, it's raining really bad here. My, my team members were here. Like, so 10 of us went snowboarding yesterday. We just randomly decided to go yesterday, like within our notice of the day before. And I saw that a couple of our agents went to Lake Tahoe together that are friends. So our, our agents here hang out with each other a lot. So that's a lot different from our people are missing that this year. I think if people want to focus on growing this year, it's really building community because, you know, you can't make that many friends over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. So you are excellent at implementing from masterminds. You also go to a lot of masterminds and events how much do you spend a year, do you think, going to events? Not too much. I know like two years ago, look at my expenses. It was maybe like 20 grand or less because these events aren't that expensive. You're looking at, well, I mean, it depends who you're talking to, right? But a ticket usually costs $1,000. I'm glad this, I'm, I just, before our actual recording, I said I'm going to the Realty One Group Summit because I like going to other people's stuff too. I've been to Realty Summit, all this. Like the ticket there is like $600. A hotel is $150 a night. You know, you're there for four days and the and the flight's like, I don't know, 300 bucks. You're not in it for more than like two grand. And imagine you got a referral out of that conference, right? So back then, I think I was traveling about 130 days out of the year. This year is looking about that. So I'm traveling about a third of the year. And the reason why a lot of agents follow me is I go to these conferences and I take notes fiercely. Like I'm like on my laptop and my phone, I'm screenshotting, getting my commentary, taking something down and at the end of it, upload it to a Dropbox, uh, have a note somewhere in Google Drive, also in my Dropbox. Or send out people I think will appreciate it. So I have a hit list. You know, as a recruiter, I have a hit list of over like 150 people that I would like to bring to the company. So when there's information I think can help their business, I'll text them in and send it to them. Um, and then people just watching for free along the way on Instagram stories. Like I meet people all the time that will tell me to screenshot a lot of my stuff. And like I'm not the one on stage speaking. I'm just taking the notes. But I'm taking a lot of, lot of notes. I'm trying to screenshot almost everything I see or take pictures of, of speakers. And no one else is doing that. I've been to tons of conferences. No one is like purposely doing that. But I, but I personally have been doing that for over a decade. So like, that's my, that's how I build my businesses, bringing value to people, but also like, you know, because I don't sell real estate. All I do is study real estate. Yes. Interesting. So how big is your team? I mean, to support just, just onboarding that many agents and then managing that many transactions if you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Like, yeah, but, how big is your team to, to be able to do all that? Support team? Yeah. I think we have 25 people on payroll right now. If you go to jointteamfast.com, the org chart is actually on here. I'm not sharing rights. I do. 
I can walk through just quickly without sure. What, what's the website you said to go to? Uh, jointeamfast.com. Okay. Yeah, so here's me, um, visionary. I, I, haven't, I haven't fully studied EOS yet, but I learned, I've learned a lot about it from my mentors. Uh, so we have two departments. We have an operations department, as seen on this left side, where we have a director of agent services, Molly. Uh, she's the one that handles all the onboarding. So she was doing all the onboarding recently, which onboarding is getting them in the system, signing up for all of our tools, setting their email addresses up, setting their for sale sign, their templates, their riders, um, you know, getting them on Real Scout and uh, Sisu and YLoco and Slack and Monday, all that good stuff. And then re- we, and it's constantly being built out. And then she, her sister works for us too. Now she, her sister's doing all the technical stuff I just mentioned. And Andrea, uh, Andrea Hennon is handling like, you just have questions. You kind of expect everyone just to learn from a video. Um, so she handles a lot of the one-on-one calls. Hey, I, I have a deeper question about this and that. Our market manager just joined us a couple months ago. She handles our internal stuff. And we have big projects on all the time. Uh, Karina is our kind of executive director. She started as my assistant, but now she kind of, she's kind of like our in-house broker handling all the contracts questions, got them in and stuff like that. We have an in-house assistant coordinator that used to work for me. Now she works for the company. Laura Spielman, operations coordinator. She handles all the payroll and paychecks and stuff like that, which is literally a full-time job in itself. So last year we closed 884 transactions and, you know, splits changed last minute. There's mentorship fees, uh, referrals out and stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot to do with. Um, this year our goal is to sell close to 3000 homes. Um, Rebecca, we had a couple of in, like local assistants, uh, virtual assistants. We have a team of virtual assistants and the cool part about them, they actually work for the agents too. If they just need anything like, Hey, I need something changed on Canva. I need you to get all the data from this website on the spreadsheet. I need make some changes on our, we're doing like an audit right now on our agents where we're Googling every agent and, and making sure they're changing all their information on Yelp and LinkedIn and stuff. You'd be surprised how bad that is. We have agents here for two years. that still shows a different brokerage. My brother is working for me as a kind of like building coordinator. He handles all of our retail spaces, restocking AV equipment events. Uh, more recently, we hired Patrick as our videographer, which is great. We're, now we're doing big uh, marketing campaigns for the company. We're not doing anything unique yet. Um, example, first week we was here, we shot 10 videos for Black History Month uh, featuring our Black agents about their businesses. Uh, he's editing this week and we're on the release, release all the videos at the same time. Uh, then we did a Valentine's Day campaign where a bunch of people, agents came in and took these really cute pictures holding a flower with a letter board. So this is you know, Valentine's Day on a pink backdrop. So it's really unique content without our company branding, which I really like. Um, then we have ISA department with five people. Head ISA, he doesn't actually make calls, he just manages the program. He, he gets paid an override on every Obsidy and OJO Labs deal, but he manages all four ISAs that I pay for. Uh, coaching training department, director, uh, Elias, you've probably seen on tons of our coaching calls, um, leads all, most of our training, coaching, productivity and such. He does all, was doing all the one-on-one meetings, but now we recently hired Eric Kang, a $21 million agent in his third year to handle one-on-ones with the newer agents, T- teaching classes in our boot camps. We're running a seven-week boot camp right now alongside with the head of education and mentorship. And then we have someone, Melody, helping us with recruiting. So we're doing probably like 60 or 70 or 80 recruiting calls a month right now. I personally am on 30 to 40. I only handle referrals from other agents, team members, or high-level producers uh, Melanie handles people. We have partnerships with two real estate schools. She handles all the real estate schools and newbies and Elias handles a mix of the referrals and some there. So that's our ops team. So currently we have 25 people on ops. Okay. So, I mean, 
I just wanted you to share that because that's a big team to support that many people. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like you're using about four, four software platforms. I think I heard you talk about. At least Mondays are internal stuff. Slack is where we talk to each other. Uh, and then like the client, the agent stuff is like, they use follow boss. While local, they don't use, we use my local for them. They use uh, follow boss, Sisu, real scout, and high note those are their core products they use and we have other stuff too but that's the okay. main dashboard okay interesting so in two years ago that, just me and karina here's so in, in, in two years yeah. you've gone from very small to you did 884 transactions congratulations that's awesome by the way like that's huge yeah. amazing growth our average agent does seven deals too. Our average agent does over seven deals a year, including the people who do no deals. So we're our agents are really productive. So so you've gone from now you're saying most people that I know, most of our CSU customers double their business every year. So our typical CSU customer would say, I'm going to go from 880 to you know 1700. And you're saying I'm going from 880 to 3000. Yeah, we did. I mean, the year before we joined XP, we were in a climb. They, they shut down, and that's why we had to make a move, not kind of dive in there. Uh, we did 88 transactions at $56 million. In our first year here, you know, there was not a lot of business being done between January and June, by the way, because COVID. Uh, but we did, we did 188 deals at $126.9 million last, last year. And then this previous year, we did 600 and. 93 million, yeah, 693.9 or something million uh, with 884 deals. And this year our goal is 2 billion. Um, we're a little behind. We're actually at 150 million uh, pending and closer to year. I think we closed like 78, uh, which is a lot, by the way. But we're only double last year. I was expecting triple last year throughout the year. So we have a lot of catching up to do. But our goal this year was 2 billion. I think it's very possible still, just at the trend we're going right now. You know, bring, it's, it's it's the secret in there is really going to be bringing top talent, bringing in the people who are already doing 20, 30. Like we're, we're talking to a 20, 30 and 60 million producer right now. Like we, we've had a couple of meetings. So that's that's the secret sauce and really gain that. And you can't attract that type of talent without the resources. So the chat we're constantly having and we're actually we know that. So working relationship team like we only we is like that joint team fast side is great for new agents, but someone higher up, it's okay, how are you really, really going to get me to the next level? <clears throat> a lot of it is going to be leverage systems, holding them accountable. Maybe they want to start a farming campaign. Okay, we'll, we'll get it running for you. We'll hold, the, we'll hold our assistance accountable. We'll do it for you. We charge you. We'll send you a bill. Like that's, everyone knows what they need to do, but they just don't have time in the day. But how great would it be if you had a resource, the entire resource operations team that you, we strategize your game plan for a year. We'll sit down and really, really dive deep and getting all that stuff done that you want to do. Because then you have someone like myself that understands it and not in production to spend the time helping you do that. And, and like from our like higher level resource people up until, so like first year quickly, it was just me and Karina. In June, we hired the sales director. In August, we hired a market assistant. Now she does onboarding. We have, in September, we hired a trainer. Now he's a director ops. So that was our first hires. But since last year, within, within the last five months, uh, between August and now was when we hired our, our lead scientist, our senior market manager, our videographer, our mentorship person, and agent development. So we've made five key hires all within the last couple of months. And this is next step in our business to be able to attract like really, really big agents because we have it. Because, you know, like a lot of companies out there are great. Like sides, I, I bring up side a lot because they help 
agents kind of shift brands and, and create their own brand brand in the box. But then what's next, right? Now, essentially, that team there is a recruiter. If you're a broker brokerage, what do you do? You, you recruit. You want to get a production, you have to recruit. But but now they're figuring out, okay, I get it. Now we need to hire a marketing person for a team. Now we need a videographer. Well, we're ahead of the curve. We have this. Like, why would you want to start your own team? And then we have really competitive splits too with, with, with the rest of the market on par with all the big brands out here. So why wouldn't you just plug in? And all the stuff I mentioned is free. There's actually no additional costs. We're not paying for your farming, but we'll get it done for you and charge you. But all the stuff that we have doesn't cost you a thing. Like the virtual assistants, the ISA team, getting your marketing done, helping you create your personal brand. We don't charge extra for that. So we, we're really trying to make, make ourselves the destination spot for all top agents. And we, we have something very unique that no other company is doing or they yeah. haven't done it yet. But, you know, you, by do. Yeah. you do. I mean, the, the number of people you have there working to provide these services. I mean, looking at your org chart there was pretty, pretty amazing, honestly. So and something we what, do is the, um, the big hires we had during the we've hired everyone within. We have not hired single, you know, other virtual assistants, right? And it's just assistants in general. The key hires we have on our leadership team and our junior leadership team all came internally. So something we've done too with our junior leadership team is give them a higher commission split and a salary. So they part they part time work for us doing what they like. So that's something the other companies I've seen is able to offer. So as we grow, I don't know what the next five hires or eight hires we'll have this year is. But if we're going to get to, we're going to our plan was six hundred agents by this year. I think we'll actually be closer to seven hundred. Uh, but we're adding over four hundred team members this year. Like there's got to be at least five, six, seven, eight more key hires in there, based on people's existing talent that we can help them grow the company and they also get compensated for it. So you're growing from 200 to 600 agents this year, yeah. Which which is which is so impressive. Like you think you think at a much higher level than pretty much any team I've. Well, our, our geographic reach does help us a lot. Many of you guys may understand the Bay Area landscape, actual physical geographic location. But every 20 30 minutes is a completely different market. We I, I've only sold a home in this city and that city 20 minutes from away from me. Out 600 homes I've sold. So we have retail offices like. Outside one little snippet north of me, we actually will have an office within half hour of every single office. Um, so we'll have eight retail spaces. So we kind of okay. mimic, or my, my goal is kind of be like, like a regional KW franchise owner, except they all compete here with each other. But how cool it'd be, you know, and KW is different, right? I use that a lot. Like this, your office uh, uh, experience with this office and that office is going to be different because owned by different owners, different sales team, different whatever, managers, different agents. Yes, on the logo is the same, but it's, it's actually a completely different company, right? So us, we're running, you know, we like to get to eight, 14 locations by probably July this year with eight or nine being retail spaces where agents come in, they can work at any office. It's the same agents at each office. You know, obviously people go to each one a little more frequently. They can, they, they can feel welcome and at home at every office. You're working with the same administration team and operations team, same marketing and we also encourage, encourage personal branding, which I won't dive into here, but same marketing, same systems. So that's why we're growing so big too, just because we have reach. Someone an hour away each direction will introduce us to another agent an hour each, each direction versus if you work specifically in Utah, and I don't, I don't know what's an hour, two hours next to Utah. So I, so like you can't really recruit that agent because then they, they don't, they're too far. But here, like we're, we're expanding where we can recruit agents like literally anywhere geographically. Yeah. Makes sense. So most people, if they said, I'm going to double my business this year, wouldn't even know here on February 24th that they're 
pacing. They said they were going to triple it. They wouldn't know that they're pacing actually to double it, like you said. And if they did know that, they would probably adjust their goals to double it instead of triple it. And you're all about we're going to triple it. So yeah. you've given it. You've given us a lot of uh, things that uh, that you're doing to do that. Obviously, you're recruiting top talent to your team. You're recruiting top agents. What else are some of the key things you're doing to really make sure you hit that 300% this year? Retention. I mean, we are definitely having issues with retention. So in the last two years, we lost about 46 agents, but we also put them in a spreadsheet, look at why we lost them. About half of them aren't in business anymore. So can't, really can't do anything about that. Like we lost eight agents last week. Between the eight agents, they did 10 deals last year. No, actually, no, sorry. Two agents did five deals and four agents didn't do anything. So that's that's a big deal for other teams. But, you know, but we really just need to recruit one agent to replace 10. Um, so retention is key, making sure agents are engaged, uh, doing workshops around them, recognition, featuring them on newsletters, uh, featuring on newsletters, feature, highlighting them every week on team meeting, having a award ceremony, having them be speakers at our events, highlighting them so they can also do agent attraction. This is not something new. This is something new to us. As even though we have all this stuff, we now feature our top agents for the month. We have a full Instagram ad. We used to make fun of companies that do that because it's usually kind of ugly, right? It's it's like great, good, like I don't know. KW is the worst. It has this orange badge. I don't know. It look, I, I think it looks terrible. It's like an emblem. <laughs> um, like NorCal, Hawaii. I was like, why would you post this? But we have something pretty sexy looking. Now we highlight our top agents for each month, like top top five units, top five volume. So. And we make it look good too. And we tie in with other things. So recognition is really key. Recognition creates uh, retention. And also like opportunities. Uh, we increased our splits this year in January for the very first time. So we go anywhere from 75 to 90 uh, based on GCI. Uh, so that's, that's been big for us for retention. And then creating leadership opportunities in the future and letting people know we're always constantly looking for leaders, but people have to show up first, uh, contribute to the company and we can find them a role. So there's a couple, three, four people we've identified that really want to help the company. They're, they're the ones leading, leading conversations within our meetings and coaching calls and training. They're, they're stepping out of their way to help other agents. They're a mentor. Oh, we have 30 mentors in our company with hundred mentees, um, 10% split on that. So people who are showing up and helping is a lot. So we really, um, when we're doing Zillow squads, we, we, we stopped that program where we had squads for where micro groups, micro accountability groups with their own custom names and stuff. We, when we were on the calls with just the squad leaders, we really focused on the five levels of leadership. So we're, we're bringing in outside training into the company because our, our three goals this year for a company is to focus on helping our agents start to build teams because we're big enough, so I don't need any recognition. Fast real estate team, fast, great, whatever. But now we want teams within the team yeah. uh, with full resources too, by the way. You don't go, go out and build it. It's teams within team and really helping our agents uh, learn to leverage assistance. So many, many of our agents now have their own virtual assistants. They like ours and like they use ours, but they realize there's a queue, right? They don't want things to wait. Because why wouldn't you just go hire your own virtual assistants for five bucks an hour and share with another agent? And, and so we're really teaching agents how to do that. And then we're at some point, we're going to launch a training program where our assistants can train other assistants inside the company. So agents just don't like love selling real estate. They can become assistants uh, with their company. We'll train them. And depending on what they charge, maybe different tiers of what they do. Um, and then there will be agent traction because you know, obviously ESP, that's the opportunity here. Interesting. I've never heard someone talk about agents getting their own VA, but that's a very interesting and a lot of them very easy, very easy concept to, to execute on. Right. 
yeah, like my recruiter, like she's using my VA, but my VAs were, I have, I have like six VAs. I, I share one VA, I could, she's been with me five years with other agents, so things don't get done right away. Now my, one of the recruiters have their own assistants, a virtual assistant, and now more recently we hired uh, Elias, his own um, assistant, but our market manager is getting swamped. Like the market manager is great at creating projects, but she shouldn't be the one implementing every single picture. Hey, this is a marketing campaign. We need these 10 top producer things, which that person doesn't need to pick all the picture. Yes, it's a minute, but how great it would be if we have virtual assistants doing that. So now she'll share an assistant with Elias until she gets so busy and then we get another assistant. Because it's all about, I mean, a scale at this point. And this is not yeah. something, well, this is something other teenagers are figuring out, right? If you're a teenager trying to figure, figure this out, you can't support a top producing agent on your team on how to do it because you haven't done it yourself. And this, as here, this is all I do. So we're copying the systems and leveraging it downwards so the team understands how to build systems. Yeah, awesome. So Kenny, just a couple more things. Tell me how you spend your time. Uh, you guys have so much going on there. Like how do you prioritize your time and stay out of the weeds? Letting each department really make decisions. I'm usually the final say when it comes to things, but I'm not, I don't really die. I'm not really an implementation stage. We do, um, example, like we do, we, we just started three weeks ago because um, our ops team is so big now, right? Like 25 of us. Now we have weekly meetings on Wednesday for half an hour. Everyone just talks for two minutes, letting know what we're all doing. Um, and then I have conversations with different departments, but every time we're in conversation, it might be me and Molly and uh, Karina talks to this person. And then me and John, me and John and Ben, our ISA person and Eric, agent development, we had all the flex stuff. So we have different departments handle different things. You know, that's how you multiply your time, right? Yep, exactly. Last, last thing, just a few personal questions for you, Kenny. So yeah. um, what's, what's your favorite book to read or favorite source of learning? Masterminds. I'm, I'm really, I really audible. I was doing like 15, 20 books a year. And then a couple years ago, I did four books last year, maybe 10. Cause I, I listen to audible when I drive, I don't really drive. I don't meet with clients. I don't meet with people. So it's really hard for me to get that time in. So I will say actual in-person masterminds are my biggest learning source. Yeah. Awesome. And what's your favorite place to go? Um, lately it's been snowboarding. I went like five, six, like five times in the last like month. But outside that, I'm usually like, if I'm traveling, I like being on the beach. I've been in Cabo and Cancun last year and I'm going to Cabo, Cancun, like literally in the next 30 days. So I, I like sunshine. My, my favorite thing to do on vacation is literally do nothing. Like I just, yeah. I don't want, I don't, I mean, I'll go, but I don't care to make a schedule, have plans, all that. I like just like sitting on the beach or staying in my hotel room doing nothing. Yeah. Well, good. I'll see you on the beach in Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, last, last piece of advice you have for, for anybody out there just on, on building a business. I mean, you have scaled this up faster than I think than I've ever seen in real estate. So congratulations Thank to you. you on that. But uh, w- what would be your advice for listeners on, you know? Um, I mean, everything either costs us time or money, right? If something doesn't cost a lot of time, try it out. Like, or, or if you're building out your team, you know, you need to hire people to make decisions for you and they're going to make bad decisions, but you, you learn and the faster you make decisions and just pick something, unless it's something where you have to pick it. And then the consequences require a lot more time to fix than then maybe give that a little more thinking. But I feel my business is trying everything out. I wasted a ton of money on different marketing sources last year that didn't work. We tried this system, that system didn't work. So like, but I'm not the one wasting my time on that system. I pay people to do it now. Like I said, like earlier in this call, and then moving our entire recruiting process and onboard process, CSU is going to save us tons of time. And moving our roster to Monday, we're in a public facing board instead of a stupid spreadsheet, it's going to be great too. It's like constantly, just constantly adding more things. But 
prioritizing projects because you know it sounds like i have a lot of things going on but we have projects say hey this is a due date in april we're thinking of doing a swag store but it's not urgent it's not like we're fine with that let's let's look at this in june let's try this we're money right now it causes it took us months and months to build out but like i'm i, I want to look at ClickUp. i i keep seeing it everywhere i feel like new products are usually better let's look at ClickUp towards the end of this year because my team would kill me we spend all this months building out and I just also want to change, but constantly so having projects, but figuring out when you're going to implement it and who's going to implement it. Awesome. Kenny, thank you so much for joining today. Really appreciate it. I, again, for the, you listeners out there, I don't care what business you're in, uh, being able to scale a business at the rate that Kenny has scaled his business is pretty incredible. So, uh, take some of these things. I know Kenny, Kenny, uh, is fast and he talks fast. So I recommend, I recommend you go back and listen to this uh, one more time. I know I have a full page of notes here in front of me and hopefully you'll uh, go back and get a full page of notes in front of you as well. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of great advice here, Kenny. Thanks again for joining for all of our listeners. Thank you for uh, listening today and for uh, getting the word out and just sharing this with others so that we can get more people like Kenny on the show. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again, Kenny. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT the Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.